Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scale It Learning Podcast. I am your host, as always, Huzaifa, and today we are doing a revisit of a topic I have talked about previously in another episode. So back in episode, in the episode where I spoke about mistakes, we're talking about that again today. Now, that episode was titled... Seven, uh, seven reasons why mistakes are great. And the reason why, this is actually episode 50, if you want to check it out. Because I always emphasize to all my students, you shouldn't shy away from mistakes. Don't be afraid of them. They're actually a good thing. They are an opportunity to learn and grow. But the reason why I wanted to revisit this topic is because there's a disconnect. And I wanted to highlight that disconnect. Now, I know why it exists. It exists because we we hear people say, hey, go for it. Mistakes, don't worry about them. You should embrace them. They're a good thing. Yet, in our academic system, in the educational system, it's point-based. It's score-based. It's test-based. Uh, and we, it's not, the, it's not the same. No matter what people say, it's not the same rationale. You can take a test and maybe you can sort of have be told almost out of consolation that, yeah, the mistakes are fine. You can learn from it. Hey, you got a 60%. That's cool. You can learn from it. But, but the reality is that grade, that score, even though you may demonstrate full knowledge later on on the final, that score affects your final grade. That's 60 on a test or 50 or 70 or whatever. A low score stays it does it it's not erased off your record and so the the issue is that and that's not really how it works in real life uh and that's that's i think that's the problem is because i i think back to when people would tell me similar things like don't worry about mistakes mistakes are good it's fine and i'd be like really is that really fine because one it's going to affect my grade two when i do poorly on the test you may say that to make me feel better but when i actually get a good grade now you're giving me a lot of praise. And when I'm saying you, I'm saying maybe parents, teachers, uh, friends, whoever, everybody. So it's it seems as though you're actually praising my lack of mistakes. So why would mistakes be a good thing? It doesn't make sense. And I wanted to highlight this because I students, everybody can sense this disconnect. And when they do, it harms the message regarding the value of mistakes. It basically can turn somebody off and say, hey, look, you're telling me this, but I don't think you really believe it, and I don't really believe it, therefore, I'm just going to discount it. I'm just It's a way, to, you're, you're just saying it to make me feel better, but I don't buy it. And, and I want to first start off by saying that that is not the case. I don't say this, I don't make that, I didn't make that episode, and I'm not preaching this message to make kids feel good. Uh, of course, I want kids to feel good, but for actual legitimate reasons, and this is... 
it's a very, very true thing. And I, and I want de- to talk, go more in detail about how exactly this relates to the real world and then even how it relates to school, but in a slightly different way. So when we talk about the importance of mistakes, and really I'd say where this has the biggest impact, where this comes into play the most is it when you start a career or when you really when you start a business. That's if you're going to if you want to be your own boss one day, you want to start a business or you want to even be some sort of an an artist or a creator of something. You're going to have to try a lot of things and a lot of those things the majority of those things will not work. I'm going to talk about my personal experiences and then I'm also going to sh- now I'm still I've been doing what I've been doing for the last three years, not a very long time. I will share from my experiences, but I'm also going to share from some of my other friends' experiences and talk about what it really means to make mistakes along the way when trying to build something from scratch and why the failures indeed are so important and how it's different from school. So let's take the example of a friend of mine. I'm just going to call him Jim. So Jim is now a very, very, very successful uh, businessman. He's in his early 30s, and I'll tell you the tale of his success. So what happened is he is actually an attorney. He was born in Australia. He went to, he did very, very well academically his entire life. He went to an amazing law school in Australia And then he graduated, went to practice at a firm called Linklaters. It's a very prestigious firm in London. So he left Australia, went to London, was working in law, sort of similar to me. And he just realized he didn't want to be an attorney. He wanted to start some sort of a business. So he was trying to start something while working in law, simultaneously doing both, which is really, really hard because you work a lot when you're an attorney. So he was trying, 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 and then finally he got to a point where he said, okay, now I'm going to leave law. I'm going to quit, and I'm just going to focus on my business. What ensued thereafter was, the way he describes it, was a very, very, very difficult journey. Now, he he wanted to be a what's called an affiliate marketer or an internet marketer, and he had a lot of friends in this field. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's somebody who basically is making ads. Now, if you look on a web page, like if let's say you go on Google, you'll see paid advertising at the top. On the side, you'll see different ads popping up. You'll, you'll see the stuff like, it'll say, win a free iPad by clicking here, or you know, different things like that. And they, they'll advertise for dating sites, for, for all sorts of, anything, anything you can think of. And the cool thing is, if you're an affiliate marketer, it's, it's, they offer quite a large percentage of sales. Now, even for my Udemy courses, sometimes affiliate marketers will sell my courses. They get half. So so you're selling, if you have a product that costs $100 and they're able to get you a sale, they get 50 bucks. So it's a very, you pay them quite a lot of money, but you don't pay them anything up front. So they're doing the work essentially for free unless they can make it work. And then if they do, boom. They get a big payday. It's kind of like a contingency fee for, for attorneys where you only get paid if you win. But if you win, man, you get paid a lot of money. 
So he, he saw a, an opportunity in this field. He had a lot of mentors working in this area, and he said, okay, I want to I give it a shot. It took now, after he began, it took many years to actually make it work. He talks about getting to a point where he was sharing a, a place in London that was you know, very modest, just ba- you know, basically making almost no money for a couple years and trying everything under the sun as far as trying to come up with. So he's starting to market different products, create different ads. They're getting no traction, no traction. He ends up going to live with a friend of his in the on the island of Cyprus while he's working and working. He said for the for this period of time, he did nothing. He didn't go out, didn't do anything, was very isolated, was before that had a pretty vibrant social life. Just essentially cut himself off. And these were years where he was making mistakes, making mistakes in, in terms of the ads weren't working. He, he wasn't hitting his objective. He was getting no traction. Until all of a sudden, the way he tells it is he made a little bit of money. He made $100 in a day from these ads. And he thought it was so cool because the money, once the ads work, the money just kind of comes in. And he was so excited. And then the next day it went back to $5, $10, you know, nominal amounts. And then he was disappointed again, but kept working, kept working, kept working, uh, not uh, and having making mistakes. And then all of a sudden, he made $1,000 in a day, and he couldn't believe it. So he had this huge breakthrough. Now, the point is, is that now $1,000 in a day, that was huge for him at that point. Granted, this all pales in comparison to what he made as an attorney, but still, th- these are big milestones when you're starting something new. He had this huge payday. He couldn't believe it. He was super excited. And once again, it dropped off after that. But you see what happens is the mistakes and all the things that happened in the past. It's not like school where, oh, well, you it took you this long. We're going to mark this against you and this is going to go on your permanent record. It doesn't work like that. All the mistakes that he made before are completely forgotten and gone in the wind at this point. Now it makes no difference. And those all just served as learning experiences to figure out what ads worked, what ads didn't work, more importantly, and how to modify going forward. Just like with Thomas Edison and the all the different trials of materials for functional light bulbs, all the failures or mistakes showed him the way. So now Jim is continuing to work and continuing to try and improve his internet marketing abilities. Then he tells a story where it's now it's getting consistent. Now he's making almost $1,000 every day, which is really, really cool. And he's he said he remembers now things are starting to come together. He's getting more information, mentors. He goes on a trip to Las Vegas to attend a conference. And while he's there, He's still working and still having a little bit of fluctuations, trying, trying, trying. But now he's getting better because he's already he's already gotten a lot better from all of his, his experiences. Then all of a sudden, one day he looks at his bank account and he made ten thousand dollars in a day. He couldn't believe it. He was he was flabbergasted and ecstatic. So he was really excited, and he thought this is really something special. Ten thousand that's that's huge. That's what he had been shooting for for those four years that he had been working in this field. And then, but he keeps working. He said, okay, well, it's going good. I'm going to keep trying to keep building on it, building on it. Then all of a sudden, this is all happening while he's in Vegas. And a few days later, he had a $50,000 day. 
and he and he couldn't believe it. And 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 then he was just like completely overwhelmed. He had never seen that much money come in, and he thought that was that was insane. And then you fast forward another three days, and he checked in another three days, and he had a two hundred thousand dollar day in <laughs> one day. The you know the revenue was coming in, and he said at that point he said that all that. All the, the lead up, the build up, all the mistakes, everything he made. Because I interviewed uh, this gentleman, this good friend of mine. And he talked, he said all of that was, it was the most un- indescribable, amazing feeling that you could ever have. To have put in so much time, worked so hard, and suddenly, boom, in an instant to see it click. Was just something that just it, it couldn't, it, it was indescribable. And... He said that that was one of the the one of the most satisfying thing he's ever experienced, and it it actually really created a huge desire in him to continue to go out and try and conquer really tough challenges. He loves it. He's an extremely hard worker. He then built after he had these great successes with the internet marketing. Eventually, word got around. He started getting really really good. The success continued. He built a team. He's a company, and now he's. He still has the company and they're still doing their thing. And I mean, they've, you know, he's become a multi, multi-millionaire now at a very young age. But he's also now taking on a new challenge, which is really fascinating. And, and that is in music and music production. He's already having some really great success. And he didn't know very much about music production coming in. But he enrolled in a program, studied, just said that was always been a dream of his. And he said, if he can achieve this, this would be the greatest achievement of his life, considering just how difficult it is from his starting point. But he's going for it. And he's not shying away from the challenge. And and it's that same principle. You just fail until you don't anymore. You, you make mistakes and make mistakes and let that be your guiding path. And this is the real application of the mantra, mistakes are good. It's not in, in when you're trying to do something like this, or if you're trying to be an artist or a singer or a painter or start a business, whatever it may be, these things that happen along the way don't get stored or recorded in, in some way. I mean, even if you are a musician and you record your first few albums and they're all terrible, nobody cares. Once you figure stuff out, once you come around with something really fantastic and great, nobody looks at the old stuff. It's not on your permanent, I mean, it is, but nobody cares. So that is when this this idea really clicks into place and actually has some real relevance. So like, I I gotta say, when we, when we now flip back to academia and people are telling you to make mistakes all the time and that they're great, you do have to bear in mind that it doesn't work exactly the same way as it does in the real world because you do have a permanent record and everything is cumulative and everything stays on there. And so it's a little bit of a different ball game. But in that, from that point of view, in that area, the way we want to think about mistakes, we want to have the mistakes occur in a particular safe environment. And yes, because I, I, the re, you know one of the other reasons why I wanted to make the show, I, I just taught law preview, and I made the joke when I was teaching, when I was giving my lecture for academic success in law school. I made the joke. I was talking about how one of my students bought me a shirt that said "Make Mistakes," and how that made me feel really good because I always tell the kids like, "You got to make mistakes." These are my fourth graders, and 
I said, the reason why she, I always say it is because I think they're so critical in learning and building a life and becoming a better person. You got to make mistakes. And, and then I made a quick joke and I said, well, that's true in life, but not in law school. And everybody laughed. And then that made me think, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it's true. Like in law school, you don't praise somebody for making a mistake on a test and getting a poor grade. Okay, fair enough. And I get that. And we want to try and eventually shoot for the stars on that. And, 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 and t- school is a weird thing because there's like a specific time where in a specific place and a one thing like a test that you don't want to make mistakes on. And it's true. I will admit it. But there's a time and place for mistakes in academia. That's along the way. That's when you are reading the cases. That's when you're taking a practice test. That's when you're talking with your professor and saying, I think this is probably like this. I feel like this is what's happening here with this case. This is my understanding. Is that right? No, it's not right. Here's where you missed it. This is where you missed the issue. You missed the this part of the legal argument. Whatever it may be, if we're talking about math, no, you got you missed this step, and here's why. That's where mistakes matter. That's where mistakes are important. That's where they can teach you an, an incredible amount. This is what homework is. Homework is your platform to make mistakes, to try, and and just go for it. Now we want to try. Now it doesn't mean that you want to turn in homework riddled with mistakes. I'm not saying that either. But you go you go ahead and give it a shot. If the answers, let's say for example, are in the back of the book. You give it a shot. You check your work. If it's wrong, great. Now go back and figure out why. You take a practice SAT. You get a bunch wrong. That is great. You take all the questions you got wrong. You go look them up. You figure out why. That's when it's part of the learning process. Okay? And and again, I felt like I had to make this episode because otherwise... You, you look at what I'm saying and you're like, wait a minute, grades matter. Yes, they, they do matter. I'm not saying they don't. They're very important. But look, mistakes matter too. It's just got to be in the right context when we're talking about academics. You know, one last thing I want to say too, we're talking about jobs. Even it doesn't, You don't even have to be your own creator of a business for, for mistakes to have relevance in the real world. Even if you work at a company. And you, you begin at an entry-level position. And you're not very good when you start. Let's say you're okay. But they like you. You're trying really, really hard. And you're messing up. Okay. Now, if you mess up to a certain degree where you're basically always making mistakes, you're not improving, and you're making the life harder of your boss, superior, whatever. Yes, then eventually there may come a point where they say, look... It's just not working out. We need to go to somebody else. But usually, as long as you're trying, as long as you're pushing, as long as you're making steady progress, that's okay too. It's the same idea. Doesn't necessarily, yeah, you may have your reviews and blah, blah, blah. But let's say you have 10 years where you're ramping up, or not even 10 years, let's say two years. You're ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. And at the end of the two years, you are now an amazing employee. Let's say you're working as a programmer. Now your code is impeccable. You're no longer making mistakes. Everything is perfect. You No compilation errors, whatever. Do you think that they're now going to look back and say, all right, well, we're going to average out all your performance reviews and give you a generalized score. And even though you've done phenomenal the last three months, we're going to rank you as a mediocre 
coder because we have to weigh in everything and average it out and just like a GPA. No, nobody does that because that, do, that doesn't even make sense. Now you're an amazing coder, regardless of where you started. You're an incredible employee. You're doing great stuff for the company. You're going to move up. You're going to stay on board, be promoted, etc. So in these contexts, it has so much relevance, the message. And in academics, you just got to think about it as, okay, with the one caveat that the tests are going to go on a permanent record. Why is the academic world designed this way? That I can't answer. Do I think it's the best way for it to be? Do I think that it makes the most sense? No, obviously it's flawed. But if you don't have it this way, there are problems as well. How do you motivate kids to stay on task throughout the school year? But then that raises the other question. Yeah, but if somebody's not motivated throughout, but they show mastering comprehension at the end of the year, why should they be penalized? What is the purpose of a grade? I don't know. This gets into a much bigger discussion. All I can tell you is the rules are the rules for the time being, and you got to play by them. So bear that in mind when you are taking a test, preparing all that stuff. So that's it. That is my corollary. That is my addendum to the episode 50. You can check out episode 50 as well if you want to go to iTunes or my website. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to episode 50 so you can easily click back to it. If you want to check out the show notes, go to www.scalarlearning.com. And if you want to email me any questions or comments, please do at Huzefa at scalarlearning.com. would love to hear from you. It would be absolutely awesome to hear from you. And if you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Got new episodes coming out every day for the remainder of the summer. So still got a lot of great stuff. Sam Otten's coming on the show this week. He's the host of a very, very popular math podcast. So that's going to be super exciting. We're also talking to representatives from Alex as well. The math application, uh, amazing math application for learning math, self-learning. So that's going to be coming up soon as well. So we got some good stuff. Make sure to check it out. Thank you guys for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.